podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone and welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the second of our two free weekly shows here. Well, I was going to say here on iTunes, Android, but you could get it from a multiple of different sources. Joining me today is one of my favourite poddles. Yes, it's a wonderful Mr Martin Ramsey. Afternoon, Davey. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, my friend. I thoroughly enjoyed Rangers progressing last night to the fourth qualifying round, the final playoff round for the Europa League after a 0-0 draw against Maribor, of course coupled with a 3-1 victory in the first leg. That puts us through. A controlled performance from Rangers where we were set up to not lose that match first and foremost. I think the attitude was very much what we have, we hold. And with a combination of work rate, determination, good shape and excellent goalkeeping, Martin, we got through in the end reasonably comfortably. Yeah, as fans, I think we're going to have to start recalibrating ourselves to just expecting us to do a standard job in Europe because it's been so long since we've... Uh, been used to that. Um, you see the first five minutes and them just launching balls in from all over. You think, Jesus, we can't do this for another 85 minutes. But, I mean, McGregor do, does his job and at times Goldson and Katic had to do theirs and that's that's no room for criticism, you know, that's what they're there for. We spoke, um, we spoke on the show, Martin, you and I spoke on the show towards the end of last season about when the rumours about McGregor came up and both of us, I think, said that while goalkeeper wasn't necessarily the first position we would think of he was an upgrade and last night I thought you know it was inarguable oh Jesus it's it's not even the first time this season that we've said if that's Wes we don't get that win or we don't get that that point or or, or the result whatever Um, because that that insecurity spreads um, throughout the team now We've said before, we've had our problems with Wes, but again, not necessarily the summer would he be our first priority to change, but Gerard, possibly more so Mark Allen, did identify that, um, and it's come up trumps uh, very early on. Maybe a wee bit harsh on, on, on Fod that we've not seen him behind a centre-half of Goldson and Katic and some of the fucking clown shoes that he had to <laughs> uh, marshal. It's a really good um, point. That, is, that, that should be offered up, uh, I think, in fairness. But he just has a... He's got a presence. He's, I imagine he's got a presence in the dressing room. I'm, I'm absolutely sure that he does. Um, and it, <laughs> there's now a building sense that, that we don't really get... We don't lose a goal very often, never mind um, get beat. Uh, and we don't even go behind. No. And that that's, that comes from the back. That, that, that triangle there. Um, and we might say this a lot this season where we have various positions that, God, they're really good. Um, but... The worry will be what happens if, if if one of them gets injured, and if either either of those three gets injured, I think we all would um, worry a wee bit. But that's just that's the nature of having to sell or get rid of or bungle in a car and and, and dump in the middle of a lake nine players every summer. Mm. You, you, building a squad and having depth and having options takes it takes a long time, uh, and that's just something we're going to have to be patient with. I think. It's been quite clear that Stevie G wants another centre back, a left sided centre back, pretty much all, pretty much all through the the window. And yeah. last night, with 
a couple of suspe- uh, suspension, a few injuries, the squad depth was really reduced. And to your point about the centre backs, I don't necessarily see at the moment cover in that position. Um, Ross McCrory at a push. Um, I can't bar that though. I really, I, which I, I whom he's already said. Sorry, David, he's already said isn't may well end up there, but is not no. ideal at centre half at this stage of his career. So um, even three centre halves is. If he does get someone in, um, isn't I isn't ideal? No. Um, Centre halves pick up bookings, they pick up suspensions. You need to, and you need to occasionally give someone a break. It's it's just a fact. Although uh, I think Katic and Goldson are are revelling in the partnership. Last night, when as you say the balls were getting fizzing in, I don't have that fear, which it, it seems to have lived with me for so long with Rangers that any ball into the box is an adventure. It's muscle memory now. Yes, it is. It's just it's just a flinch. Yeah. Um, when they get a corner. It, last night, they got a lot yeah. of corners. And even though Rangers were never really under any significant pressure from them, every time they got one, I was edge of the seat. Yeah. Um, but again, as the game went on, you start to remember, no, these guys are okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think we'll, we'll lose too many goals or... or, or Allow opposition to create too many dangerous opportunities from from the aerial threat. Um, I think they're a big challenge. Um, Goldson maybe more than Katic is when teams start to play um, on the deck, try to split them. Um, I think Katic get a bit of pace, not, not entirely sure about Goldson, but that, that just comes again from um, positional sense and, and, and a wee bit of experience. And I, I've, I've just no fears really with, with the two of them. Um, but I, I'm. I would be amazed if we got to the end of August and we we, we didn't have another um, ready-made um, central defensive option. Um, but the partnership, David, sometimes these things take time. Other times it's alchemy and it's immediate rapport and it's an immediate understanding. And it looks like the two of them with McGregor behind them. And I think that's a you be careful you use the word threesome when we talk about Alan McGregor. But <laughs> there, there is a. Um, it very much is a, a triumvirate in there that, that has that understanding pretty much immediately um, and you know that, that's fortunate If you're our age you go back to Woods, Butcher, Roberts Woods, Butcher, Goff um, yep. you love that that as you say that like, trio at the back and you go right from that everything can stem and it is, it's, it's great to see and last night it was very needed I thought that the two in front of them did a remarkable job defensively Scott Arfield and Ryan Jack uh, if there is a nitpick about the performance last night we didn't use the ball well and no. sometimes put ourselves under pressure unnecessarily but the, the the running the pressing the tracking the tackling from those two in particular uh, and I thought Ajaria I see some people criticising him but I, I felt that he did what was asked of him in a role that I don't think he'd have played had Hart and Hans Lasana Koulibaly been fit. He wasn't in the team to do what no. normally he would be signed for. He was asked, and again, because he was pretty much the only midfielder left, he was asked to go in and press and hold the ball. I think he did it okay. In the, I think he did reasonably well in the first half. Second half, he tired and was rightfully taken off. But uh, I, I did think that those two, Arfield and Jack, from, for the defensive side of the match, and Arfield more so trying to break, where I thought he was quite effective, I thought they had super games. I thought Arfield was absolutely excellent, uh, and I agree. I think as the game went on, um, he became a wee bit more composed on the ball uh, in terms of the transition and trying to make us more of an attacking threat in the second half. Um, Jack maybe just looked a wee bit uh, 
say rusty if he's only a week he's been out but um, if he's if he's had concussion and, and, and quite a, uh, a hefty knock and uh, it's maybe uh, uh, understandable but he, he grew back at himself um, and yeah I, I totally agree the two of them were, were excellent um, where we do have uh, right to flinch and, 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 and remember uh, European games past is exactly that our use of the ball away from home in Europe I've never well that's not true Maybe a couple of seasons we could pick out, but that's not been the case. Um, Advocate, my years watching Rangers. Yeah. Advocate, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Even even under Sunas, when we had good ball players, we were more of a we were more effective under Walter in that era because we had Hately and we were able to go direct. I know, ball, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, really, Advocate the first two seasons, Rangers could get the ball on the deck. Um, but you're right. Apart from that. I don't know what it is, mental, because, well, it can't be because so many different teams, so many different players from so many different leagues. It's just a, a strange thing, maybe, I don't know, maybe a panic thing. But what I will say, and it leads into this point, is that when Steven Gerrard arrived, one of the concerns put forward was that he was tactically an indisciplined player, which at times he was. I don't think it's unfair to say that. At times he was very Roy the Rovers and, you know, shooting from everywhere and he would, he would play his own game at times. Whereas I think here he looks at what the what he has, what he needs, and he cuts his cloth accordingly. It was, that was my concern. That was my number one concern. I shared that when you and I spoke on the day he was unveiled, um, not just as Rangers manager, but Stephen Gerrard, football manager, um, because he absolutely was... Um, uh, he had tactical issues as a player. Uh, Roy Rovers was exactly it, trying to do everything, trying to put out all the fires himself instead of doing the job that he was told to do. Um, and that was a big concern that managers tend to mould teams in their own image. Um, and how would he cope with that? But that's another big sign of encouragement last night. Croatia was another one. Half-time last week at home in Maribor was, was, was another one. Where he has asked players, you mentioned the Jari, and you're absolutely right, he's, he's asked players and the team to do a specific job. That job is different from Sunday against St Mern. It will be different from, from this coming Sunday at Rugby Park. Uh, and seeing them adapt to different situations, seeing individual players adapt to um, the situation as, as it's required um, is very, very encouraging because it was a legitimate concern. It's not writing the guy off before he's even kicked the uh, you know uh, kicked or his team have kicked the ball um, or saying this is going to be an absolute disaster it was a, it was a I think a genuine area of concern um, and the early signs are that the manager who doesn't have to run about um, and, and understands um, the job is very different um, is more adaptable than he, he, he was in the hustle and bustle of the, the midfield I thought that as the game went on, one of the things I look for, because I've seen it so often from Rangers when we've been chasing the game in Europe, is you look for signs of encouragement such as having to go all the way back to the goalkeeper, forcing them to do that, which we did quite a lot, and watching their body language for growing signs of frustration. And from about the 60th minute, their guys on the touchline were you know, aggressively shouting at the ref and giving off that vibe. And then the players sort of did it. Um, the big lad up front, OJ Simpson, uh, he he was you know getting into the arguments and scraps. The number four, who will never want to see here or even psychologically touch upon the name Alfredo Morelos again, he was losing the plot. It it was encouraging because I've, I've so often, Martin, I've seen cleverer European sides do that, and and quite often 
more limited on paper. European sides who just had more know-how do that to us. And I felt last night was a bit of a role reversal. No, absolutely. Um, we, or uh, our individual players at times, played the game. Um, the clock was against them. They're the ones with a deficit to, to overcome. But a huge deficit. If they get to 70 minutes and they score, um, it was very much game on. Um, but I imagine um, everyone in that stadium that, 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 that wasn't flying from Glasgow um, was were hoping that you at least get one back within the hour. And then the last 30 minutes really can be a, a, an onslaught. Um, and when that hour ticks by, uh, I, I don't think it's it's that surprising that, that individually, if not as a, as a team, that they, they started to get very uh, frustrated. But yeah. we, we worked them well in certain areas, for sure. No, we did. And again, I thought Alfredo Morelos, uh, again, asked to do... Not the most fun job in the world for a striker. And you know going in, it's going to be more perspiration than about any inspiration. I thought he did really well again last night. I thought his attitude was good. They were trying to wind him up. It wasn't... People have kind of said, well, you know, he's temper and he reacts. He had three or four of them on occasion uh, getting in his face. And I thought there was a great moment just in terms of constructing a team spirit where after he'd had that fantastic hold-up run, won a corner uh, in the box... He did have, as I say, three or four of them round him and he was looking as though he might react and Scott Arfield ran 40 yards to just take him right out of the danger and just say, look, you don't need to do this. They're panicking. And he calmed down. And then a few minutes later, the big number four clatters him again. Alfie gets up and stuck his tongue out at him and laughed and ran away. Perfect. That's what I want to see from him. That That's exactly it. Um, it's it's being in the moment and, and controlling yourselves, putting them under pressure and winding them up. You, you let them draw, you know, draw the fouls. Let them come out the fouls. Don't kick out. You know, we're going back to to, to last weekend um, or two weekends previous. Sorry, um, when you're you're putting yourself in a situation where a referee could be overmind, and that referee might because he was he seemed to be a bit of a homer, um, where they could interpret the rules to to one extreme. Um, as long as you're aware that um, if you put yourself about the way that he does, um, you're going to get some attention, um, and you know that attention's coming, um, then you should be able to control yourself when it does. Um, and he, he, that aspect of the game, um, he was he was superb, which you need in that kind of uh, of European performance when you're trying to do that kind of job uh, away from home, second leg, very different from um, the first leg. Um, uh, against a, a decent side, a Champions League team. Mm, they were, and uh, like I'll be honest, when the draw came out, I thought that's maybe a bridge too far at this stage in our development. And I know that we can lapse into well, we Rangers and we should be beat Maribor, but currently, when you look at how everything is, uh, no, they were the favourites, rightfully so. They are much higher ranked than us in Europe because they've been in it and performing well in it. And it was a difficult, a very difficult tie. So to come through it, I'm over the moon. And to, to get through it so professionally, with different types of performances, that, that's yes. one thing that, that this Rangers team is impressing me by. Because firstly, it's a team, very much. And that, it has to be because we don't have the quality of individuals that we once did. We all know that. And you, you've got to have a team ethic. And we've seen it so often in the last few years where we've looked to individuals be it to give us, you know, great white hopes like a Ross McCrory or Alfredo Morelos when he was in his hot streak last season. We need to have an eleven 
or a 16 or an 18 or even even larger that know their jobs and, and do it well. And I thought a good example of that last night was Andy Halliday. Andy Halliday is a limited player. He's not a fullback at all. And he was thrown in last night because we didn't have anybody else. But with special instructions to Scott Arfield, get out there and protect him. With instructions to Andy Halliday not to, you know, not to cross a halfway line, really. And I thought he acquitted himself as well as he possibly could. Yes, he made mistakes. He will do. But... They targeted him as a potential weak link. And look, any Rangers fan who didn't see the team and think uh, um, is fibbing. He did exactly what we could reasonably expect of him. And that hasn't hasn't always been the case the last few years with Rangers squads, Martin. <laughs> no, uh, no, just just doing basic, basic fundamental jobs. Uh, and that's what he did. Nothing outstanding. Um, uh, maybe grew um, as the game went on and he popped up and if uh, Alfredo manages to, to, to cut that back without it uh, going out, uh, uh, out the, the, the field then Halliday's got a goal to his name as well um, but he was uh, he, he was alright and he, 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 uh, you go back to fundamental jobs which have been lacking and he, he again he, he, he gets instructions Arfield gets instructions and they carry them out Yes, you would target him. He's going to get a lot of attention down there. Of course you would. Um, but no, he was, he was fine. I'd be awfully disappointed if I were, if we were coming up against a side who were without their two first-choice left-backs and they were playing a midfielder there and we didn't target him. So you, you have to expect that. And I thought, they, as you say, I thought he acquitted himself uh, quite well there. There was a great moment. Our, our chum, Fraser Martin, was in the Maribor end last night, right <laughs> on the halfway line behind the dugouts. And he said at one point, Michael Beale, um, after Andy Halliday had ran forward, delivered a cross, which the ball went straight to their goalkeeper. Beale sprang out and ran and shouted, Andy, that is not your job. Do not go over the halfway line. And I love that. <laughs> you know, um, it, it, people have jobs and they are tasked with doing them. And if they don't do them, there are consequences. And that again is definitely something we haven't always had the last couple of years. No, and and how refreshing is it to, to know that the instructions are being um, well, they're clear for a start, and and. Uh, Footballers uh, can actually understand what what they've been asked uh, to do, and every individual does have a, a specific plan. Um, because it's it's probably understandable that, especially if Halliday, for example, did, grows into a game that he starts to do what he naturally wants to do. He was a, a left wing back, was he not? Yes, he was. Um, yes, Bradford, um, and you know he's popped up with a few goals for Rangers before, and when he he first came. But it's curbing natural instincts. Ejari, um, as well, having or being asked to, to curb natural instincts um, for a specific purpose. Um, and as long as someone's on it, it doesn't have to be Gerard. In fact, modern football would dictate it can never possibly just be the one man um, doing all the jobs. Um, so if there's someone in there that that, that works in the tactical shape, that, that decides this is how we, we need to approach a game, it doesn't need to be the boss. But if someone is on at the players all the time, to, to remind them of, of their priorities in a, in a game. That, that is, it shouldn't be happening to see, it should be the fucking norm, um, but sadly it hasn't been. No, it really has not uh, over the last uh, few years. So that takes us through to the playoff round, um, as, as it's called, and uh, we'll take on UFA of Russia or UFA 
as uh, I think they'll, they'll probably come to be known. They got there by knocking out our old foes, Progress. Um, uh, the game was headed to, to extra time. Progress were up 2-1 match in the first leg result uh, when if I got a goal in the last minute. Obviously, uh, would have won the tie anyway, but with the away goal, um, completely sealed it for them. And they got through. Now, they didn't qualify for Europe, but the, the one of the Russian sides who did failed to submit the correct paperwork and, uh, and on time, and therefore... Uh, the spot was awarded to them. They haven't had the most impressive run in terms of results, but they are there, and therefore you can't overlook them. Um, managed by former Bear Andrei Kinchelskis, so uh, it's not a buy. And at this stage, uh, no tie would be against that, Martin. I think we have beaten two better sides already. And uh, look, if. If you'd said to us you would play this team to get into the Europa League, we would have bit your hand off for that. No, that's the perspective. That's that's the story. Um, one would expect that they, that the Maribor probably are the, the the best team of the four that we will have faced in this um, qualifying period. That means nothing now, though. Um, if we don't get a lead, a healthy lead, um, then we're still up against it, it's still going to be very tricky. Um, from what I can gather, um, the quite a compact side, they, they like to, well, they like to counter-attack and the teams that they've faced thus far have kind of puzzled them in that, that regard because they've, they've not, they've not really stepped out and, and, and uh, allowed them to play like that. So it'll be interesting to see how good they actually are because I imagine certainly Ibox that we will be on the front foot and we will be trying to dictate, um, the play um, and it'll be interesting to see if they, they actually do have that threat and, and, and that danger um, but yeah the narrative Claxon is still out uh, because of the manager I think we all thought it might get put to bed uh, when uh, progress got knocked out but uh, we, we can still use it which is which is always good yeah so it's great for the papers in Scotland to have something isn't it that they can <laughs> they can focus on so that God forbid they actually have to talk about the intricacies of the football yeah, yeah well, imagine having to find out that they play a counter attack instead no come on that's that's unreasonable Andrew Kinchelskis used to play for Rangers two weeks of stories right there so <laughs> you've got that to look forward to folks but uh, yeah all in all extremely positive um, things moving on apace now the manager uh, oh I should probably point out the first leg of that tie is at home um, will take place next Thursday then the following Thursday uh, we will go to Russia at 3pm UK kickoff time so if you need to arrange time off to see the game get the request in early as uh, the advice I think but uh, yeah uh, three days before we go to Parkhead so Russia not ideal but I'd rather be there and have this problem than not no it's, it's a good problem to have but um the adrenaline takes care of itself, I imagine, for the second of September. Yeah, you would hope so anyway. Didn't didn't last year, but you would hope so. Uh, uh, the, the adrenaline turned to paralysis, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. A different animal, though, this Rangers team. Uh, or it appears to be at this stage anyway. So, uh, the bid came in this week for Alfredo Morelos. 3.75 million from Bordeaux, which has had implications for Bordeaux because uh, their manager, Gus Poye, colourful character, Martin, I think, fair to say. <sighs> he's not suited to management, is he? Yeah. I mean, I, he's broadly quite a an effusive, um, 
endearing kind of guy. I mean, I think he's good as a pundit. He, he's, he's very honest. He, he was quite a, an interesting player. I think mm. most people quite enjoyed watching him. Um, he's just not. He can't manage like that. That's just a big huff. Uh, well, uh, for those of you who maybe haven't been following the story, he publicly criticised the club's director of football. And in Bordeaux, like most French teams, the director of football, unless you are superstar manager, is the guy who has the, the final say. Yeah, he's a boss. boss, absolutely. And um, after a player was sold and a couple of targets that he wanted were rejected, he launched a, a public rant against the director of football with the inevitable consequences and uh, is no longer in the club. Now, I don't think that would particularly affect their chase for Morelos because I think it was the director of football who was leading it. But Stephen Gerrard was asked last night about the bid, called it derisory, said that uh, they need to come up with a bid that blows us out of the water, that, that makes us go wow, and if they don't, they shouldn't bother picking up the phone. Today he reiterated that when he said he's arguably our best player, we want to build the side around him, and uh, he was asked, so uh, would it take a lot more? He said it would take a lot more than a lot more. To get as interested So as, as unequivocal a, a hands off as you can get He did of course concede that every player In football has the price But I get the impression That Rangers are not open To bids before they're getting up To a pretty serious valuation No I think you're talking about 8 million um, Before we would uh, Start to actually sit down But again that That's very dependent on On the time um, if you're prepared and you, you know there's a, a, a possibility that a club could get close to where you want, you should be doing your work to, you know, source out replacements. Um, but there becomes a time in the window when that becomes pretty much impossible and you end up wasting a few million pounds in a kind of panic buy. Um, and that, that that's just no good for anyone. You, you, you Yeah, we may have... Uh, had a successful transfer for someone that we bought for what a million quid. Yeah. Um, and we've turned it into eight, eight nine million pounds. But if if you go and waste half of that on a kind of player you've not done the work on on the on the deadline day, um, well, it's not really worth much. Um, so it's not as black and white as you know. The, his value to us is, is is X, and if you don't come anywhere near that, then we we, we don't deal. Um, that has a that has to have a, a, a premium the closer you get to, to the end. Uh, and I would, I'd just be surprised if anyone really got close to that. Um, I think for maybe an English Championship team, um, probably could take a gamble on an £8 million bid, see what he's like um, in, a, in, a, in a different league. Um, but they can't now. So uh, I, I, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere this summer. No, I don't think so either. And uh, if his form keeps up, we certainly don't want it to. I mean, I, I think we're all resigned at one point. If our players do well, they'll go. But hopefully, go in our terms and after after doing as a, a real turn. Big match on Sunday. Um, it's great. It does seem that we're into this big match already. We we do pods uh, on, on past games, Martin, and we did 1993 this week on your show, the Time Capsule on Patreon, when we did the Rangers Bruges game, and it's. Nice to have that feeling of big game, big game, big game, especially so quickly. Betfred Cup, something we would hopefully have a legitimate shout of winning. 
But tough tie, Kilmarnock away. Kilmarnock are a side with absolutely no fear of us based on last season, or should they? Confident in their own manager, confident in their own side. Uh, a new challenge for Rangers to go and play on that pitch. Uh, it's by no means a given, but one that we should be facing up to with a bit of confidence. It's an interesting one, this. Not, not only because of the, the recent history, but not the great record there uh, of late. Um, that horrific showing just before Christmas still burnt in my mind. Um, uh, interesting to see how Kelly start this season. Are they able to, to follow on um, what you always get from Steve Clark is that, that impetus, but it, it, it disappears pretty quickly. Um, and I'm interested to see how seriously we take this competition because we're, you know the games are coming thick and fast at the moment. Um, how he rotates, uh, if he rotates, um, will be interesting to see as well. And following the the the, the, the mould of Sunnis, not just for the club tie, but um, and I know that Hoggy would certainly uh, echo this. He'll want to win that trophy, surely. No, but I, I'd, of be, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if he said no, 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 no. If we get to the group stage of the Europa League, that is huge, and it is, by the way. Um, but he wants to have that before anyone else this season have that Hamden moment where where he's he's got something silver in his hands, um, and it, 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 that's where belief comes from um, at Rangers. Other clubs base their belief on on, on other things, but but here it, it is about winning trophies. It's not just in Scotland. Mourinho did the same. Um, get the first one in. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how. How he approaches it, I hope, and I do expect it will be a strong team, and it really would be good to get this offer back. One of these teams that that the last year or so we've we found difficult, um, they've caused us problems. It's been a frustrating game, the pitch, blah 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 blah. It'd be good to just get that off the back, and then we go to Fur Park for another difficult game, and next week and get that scored off as well, and then we start to feel a wee bit more comfortable that. You know, Europe aside, which is obviously new to us for the, you know the, the, the recent past, um, it's just burying some of these domestic ghosts um, would make us feel a, a hell of a lot more comfortable going to the second uh, September. We've got uh, a couple of options, but not an awful lot. Lasana Kulabali to have a scan on his injured thigh, uh, just a precaution. Stevie G said, but it uh, does. Uh, you would think probably rule him out for the weekend. Um, we could bring back and will bring back uh, Borna Barisic John Flanagan also comes into the equation uh, apart from that there's not an awful lot of options Kent, Middleton perhaps um, Sadiq played for the Colt team this week uh, and they are, their narrow loss to Falkirk and uh, Iron Brew Cup uh, there's not an awful lot of room for manoeuvre no no there's not um, wouldn't surprise me if Kent um, and Murphy did a wee bit of uh, uh, shift work, uh, a bit of a rotor um, between them, uh, at least the first couple of months of the season. Um, I, I'm not sure who else you bring into that in the middle. I think you're absolutely right. Um, if there if there are any in, uh, issues about exacerbating that Kula Valley injury, especially in that pitch, you, you don't want to take that risk. No. Um, so it, yeah, the, the 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 boys will be bandaged up and, and sent back out again, um, and see how we deal with the the, the Thursday Sunday thing. Um, but I think at this stage of the season, it's just middle of August for Christ's sake. 
there should still be enough um, energy and um, enthusiasm and confidence, um, momentum um, to to push us through. Absolutely, there should. And uh, of course, one of the key aspects that we struggled against last season, that performance in particular, was uh, Yusuf Malumbu, who's no longer there. And our midfield, you would think, is significantly better equipped than it was. So no reason to fail. And I'm also not a big one for the pitch thing. I've seen a few people mention it. Look, you have to get on with it. That's it is what it is. Although I did laugh, Martin, um, last week when Kilmarnock fans were complaining about the pitch at Livingston, <laughs> yeah. um, which does look an interesting one to say the least. But it's sort of like you, know, you are kind of not one of the clubs who can have a go at that. I'm afraid that's uh, that that's not open to you as an option. But it's an, it's an excuse that's there though, and fans and players and managers especially will will take any excuse going. Um, I guess the key question is whether this defence can deal with Chris Boyd's pace the way that the defence is having. <laughs> well, we laugh, but I mean... I know. You know. Three goals last season against us, so absolutely. Uh, that, that's going to be a key point. In terms of pace, you've got Jordan Jones, who, while raw, is quick and has started the season well for them. He's, he's probably their key man. Um, yeah, but our full-backs now, um, especially back where you would expect Barisic to play, aren't exactly slow. No, um, and yeah, that that'll be an interesting battle. But unlike perhaps previous couple of seasons, I bounce out of bed and can't wait for the next fixture at the moment. Yeah, and that's such a difference, and it's great. And I, I can't wait. Wish it was Sunday, twelve o'clock right now, um, as we could go into that game. That would be that would be ideal. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Martin. Give me a prediction. Two one. I'm going to echo that I think it'll be tight But I think uh, we might have Just a wee bit too much Quality for them um, Remember it's played To finish on the day folks So uh, it, it could could be one of those That goes all the way But it will be tight Kilmarnock have a, a Kind of solid back four as well uh, And I think the key for Rangers Is I expect us to make chances It's as always Will we be clinical enough And if we've got our shooting boots on, I would expect us to to get the victory. Okay, folks, uh, that's everything then from us this week. Just a, a little bit of housekeeping to do. You'll have heard Martin and I discuss the Patreon site. Uh, if you like what we do here on the free shows, please go and give us a try. It's patreon.com forward slash heart and hand. And on there you'll find uh, a multitude of shows. There's, there's 700 hours uh, in the archives already uh, we cover pretty much everything and not just in Scottish football not just Rangers but also Italian football European football in general world football in general and uh, Martin and I do it along with our friend Jack do a show about the English Premiership which is I think really good uh, people tell me it's good David I couldn't possibly couldn't possibly couldn't, uh, modesty forbids but uh, yep go and check it out folks just one ninety nine per month uh, gives you access to most of the show three ninety nine for the full package please go and give us a try if not though uh, because you know we don't just always try and flog you stuff um, please visit our website which is just opened which is www.heartandhand.co.uk and uh, on there you'll find various fun things including blogs, bets, uh, oh, you name it, it's there. Actually, that's a lie. You could name a lot of things that aren't there. But there is some stuff and it doesn't cost you anything. So please pop along to heartandhand.co.uk. If you have any queries, you can get in touch with me now through the website, which is just david at heartandhand.co.uk. So I'd like to thank our producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Paul Miles, and thank my guests today, the wonderful Mr. Martin Ramsey.
Pleasure's mine as always, David. Thanks very much, folks. We'll be back with you on Monday with the next free show. Till then, have a great weekend and I hope the Bears keep the momentum going. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.